It's good to be indoors today, isn't it? Even with the heat working or not, it's better to be in than out. And thank goodness our heat is sort of working today. Thank you all for joining us. With temperatures in the teens, it's the thing to duck inside at every opportunity. With Christmas itself, I've been thinking some about what's inside and what's outside, and the mixture of the two. If you think about it, we do a kind of strange thing. Most of us work really hard to keep the outside out of the house. We, we sweep dirt and leaves and branches out of the house, but then at Christmas we bring them back in. We bring trees and garlands and uh, loose greens and berries and all sorts of things. Uh, What was outside is brought in for special reason, for special celebration. In addition to the greens, we can look to our creche, our nativity scene over there. And again, what was outdoors is brought in. Um, There's a camel and a few sheep. Uh, There's, of course, the ox and the donkey The shepherds are there. The wise men have arrived a little bit early if we want to be strict and say they only get to the creche on January 6th for Epiphany. But they're there nonetheless, joining the party. Bringing things from outside in really is at the heart of Christmas, if you think about it. Because that's what God has been doing since the very beginning of creation. Remember Adam and Eve, in some ways they began as the ultimate insiders. They were inside the Garden of Eden. They were in paradise, in this magical place and state of being. But their curiosity or something got the best of them. And before they knew it, they had stepped outside of the garden It's as though they'd lost their way. They forgot who they were or they forgot where they lived. And so God began a plan to bring them and us, their children, back inside, back to the garden. This movement of outside in would take place through the directional sense of the second Eve, of Mary's yes. It would take place through the cry of the the second Adam, Jesus, first as a baby, then as a man, and finally as God returning to God, as God in Trinity. In the early days of Advent, we heard the words of the prophet Isaiah assuring people that their outdoor days are numbered. One day they'll be welcomed back in, and for them it meant back into Jerusalem. In today's reading, Isaiah celebrates not only that return, but even the herald who brings the good news of return. God, God's self, has returned to Jerusalem, and now all God's people are returning as well. The Lord has brought comfort, Isaiah says. The Lord has brought redemption. He's brought healing. The Lord God has brought his beloved people home. In John's gospel, the homecoming is bathed in light. Even when Adam and Eve first stepped into darkness, the light was there, John tells us. The light was there at the beginning, already shining, even though they couldn't quite make it out. 
The light has been growing ever since. The darkness has never overcome it, not in the suburbs of Eden, not in the slavery of Egypt, not in the desert, not in a succession of faithless kings or clueless priests and prophets. The darkness has not overcome the light. Even though the prophets were silent for a time, even though Jerusalem killed its prophets and stoned them, even though sin, even though the cross, even though unimaginable separation and death, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Finally, in order to bring everything outside inside again, God himself goes outside, outside the bounds of everything. Jesus is born outside the conventions of an ordinary family. He's born outside the warmth of home or security or extended clan. Soon after his birth, Mary and Joseph take him even further. And before long, King Herod begins his effort to kill all the outsiders, to try to keep out the light, to try to keep out the life of God in the world. But in Jesus, God brings the outside in. Again, the words of John, he came to his own house, his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Jesus knew what it was to be an outsider. His own family seems to have thought of him as an outsider from, from uh, some occasions. They couldn't understand him. They wanted to take him home at one point. The disciples don't always catch on. They think Jesus is a little strange, and they don't always get his jokes or understand what he's pointing to. The religious authorities find him threatening and are in the middle of a scheme to have him killed Jesus even dies outside the city limits of Jerusalem as if to extend this point. But he rises again. He steps out of death and back into life and in so doing folds creation in upon itself, outside in. And the normal course of things is reversed. Barriers are broken, walls knocked down, and God comes to us. And so we don't get to God by moving along a straight line. We simply receive. We don't reach God through good deeds or good works or even good living. We can't buy our way to God. We can't sleep our way to God. We can't earn our way to God. We can't drink our way to God. We can't work our way to God. We can't think our way to God. We can only receive. That's the message of Christmas, simply to receive. We can apprehend We can accept, we can allow God to be born anew within us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Way back in the fourth century, there was a theologian and a writer of poetry and hymns called Ephraim the Syrian, And Ephraim suggests that we decorate not only our churches at Christmas, 
but that we decorate our hearts. On this feast, he sings, let everyone garland the door of their heart. May the Holy Spirit desire to enter in its door to dwell and sanctify. For behold, she moves about to all the doors to see where she may dwell. May our hearts be so decked as to woo the Holy Spirit that we may allow God in even as God brings us more closely into God's light, into God's laughter, and into God's life eternal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.